OTBGAA. Hurling games, all we can do is do our absolute best, and but we have to dust ourselves down and we have to go again. Just be the best that you can be after that. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. The news round on Off the Ball with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave with your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. All right, you are welcome along to Thursday's Off the Ball. It's Nathan with you until 10 o'clock. As always, a busy show ahead. John Giles on the way, half past seven, uh, reflecting on Sam Allardyce's first game in charge and the Champions League semi-finals as well. We will have Anthony Nash with us after eight o'clock, talking about, well, the week that was with some GA go and a hurling in the wilderness for the vast majority of the country and looking ahead as well to this weekend and the clash of Waterford and Clare in the Munster Hurling Championship. And we're also going to have Dan McDonald in the studio on the football show. We're going to be chatting a bit about uh, the season for the Irish players from the Premier League through the Championship down to League One. And uh, some of those have had a good time of it and some of them have had a little bit of a struggle. Richie McCormick is with us. Good evening, Richie. Hey, Nathan. How are you? I'm all right. Arthur O'D live in studio. How are you? Hi, Nathan. How are you? I'm all right. 53106 is the text number. So uh, we're going to be talking to Anthony Nash. We'll hear from him. We've been talking to him already. And uh, Claire Waterford on this weekend. GA Go. I did have a suggestion to make everybody a little bit happier. Sideline cam for the full match. Oh, yeah. David Fitz, Brian Lone. Yeah. You're paying your 12 quid. You're happy with that, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you paid the 79 quid? No. What? No, I did this. Ah, well, if they can't get the hurling aficionados. <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe the first time I did it was for Sligo, New York? And I'll tell you what. For all it's... Um, like the last two games, I watched. They did the tip cork, and I did Claire Limerick. Well, now you spent twenty four quid. Yeah, I spent twenty four quid, so which was fine. You're getting to the stage where do you get that off if you decide to upgrade to the seventy nine now? I, I think you might. So. I think you I might. Think so, no. I wouldn't have thought. No? So. I mean, I suppose well, they should again. Just giving some free advice out here to the gesture of goodwill. It's, Why uh, are you pursuing avenues at this stage of the show, Nathan? It's a bit bizarre. You know, uh, I think we've all we were all in shock when uh, Malachi Turkin came on with Joe Monday night said that uh, all the GA journalists had got free GA go and we all went what sorry now sorry <laughs> now one, one, one in here does I think he has talked about it uh, who? who 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 do you think who do you think it's got to be O'Callaghan of course it is of course no, it Will is Will O'Callaghan got the freebie I was thinking all King right. Midlands the coverage Midlands. on the Hurling pod was very different to the coverage I've heard elsewhere <laughs> it was top top yeah. That's because he ball, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Seventy nine quid. Like, I think GA goes great. Less hurling, less hurling, more football. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I know. I like it's not. It's funny that first time I bought it for the New York Sligo game, and I thought, oof, this isn't going to end well. It was poor. Like I remember casting it to the television off the phone, and the bottom half of the, you couldn't. You, know, you couldn't tell the score. So the score was gone. You could just see the top of the numbers. Now, was that their problem? Was that your problem? Uh, well, I'll, I've since uh, casted a subsequent televisions and it was fine. Okay. So I'll assume it was their problem, but I don't know. But uh, you couldn't see the score and there was no replays. And uh, I think for a little while, the time thing had, manuf- had malfunctioned a little bit. Because at one stage, it was like, I, I think I'd lost track of time. And it was like, that's saying 34 minutes, but it's 20 past two. They're not selling it here. Now, maybe maybe that's how Sligo New York should be treated. Yes, that's unfortunate. To be honest with you, what you're describing is a lot of the first season of LOI TV, which for a lot of games had one camera swinging left to right uh, and no replays. So, yeah. yeah, depending on what ground you're at, you were taking your life into your hands as regards what you were seeing or not seeing, as it were. Now, it hasn't proved uh, along the way. And I think... Like 
lot of these services they kind of have to work out the kinks in their first couple of weeks I do find that an awful lot of the analysis of the pros and cons of Diego are very much built around how you consume sport and so I I don't illegally stream at all can you believe this I, yes. I've never done it me, me neither now I, I I know somebody who has one of the little dongles and the little box and all that and sometimes he's around my house and I'm like this is unbelievable I can watch every game all the time but I've still never gone and actually purchased this. I don't even know where you go to purchase these uh. things <laughs> So I sit there with my Sky <laughs> subscription and I may subscribe to GEA Go if I could just flick along on my Sky box the same way I can for Netflix or Disney Plus or Apple TV or any of them. And I didn't have to like take out a laptop or have an app and Chromecast and all that sort of stuff. That Chromecast is not that big a problem. It is when you're my age and you've never, you, you never do it usually. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're younger than me. You're basically rewarding. <laughs> like The only way you know how to do all this stuff is you've been illegally streaming stuff for years. So you're rewarding all the people. You're punishing the people like me who've paid their good hard-earned money. You're saying I've been illegally streaming. Sky. I'm not saying that at all. That's a big allegation. Well, it is the way they're clamping down on it, isn't it? <laughs> I, no, I think it's perfect, to be honest. And the last, what I would say is that post that New York Sligo debacle, the two following games have been flawless. I mean, not once did it drop, not once any issue. It was like watching it on the television. It was the exact, exact same. I really don't think casting it off an app that's pretty good and pretty streamlined as these things go is that much of a hassle. I, that part, I don't buy. Oh, why can't I just switch over the channel for it? Like, you couldn't do that with Netflix and Disney and everything like that for a long time either. So this thing's a few weeks old in this country. Like, you know, it's not... Come on. Okay, give them a bit of patience is what you're saying. Yeah, give them a bit of if patience. They ha- put the app there, I'll sign up. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, I, I don't know is it on smart TVs or not I'm not sure it's not on mine right. uh, no, so if they get is. there I'm sure they will get there and then I'll be perfectly fine with it uh, I say you're a hurling aficionado but you're as clueless as me when it comes to this sport in many ways all theory <laughs> we were talking to uh, uh, he knows the philosophy behind it yeah. but the actual playing <laughs> no, of the no, game no. Uh, we were talking to Anthony Nash about Aidan McCarthy and was reading a piece by Anthony Daly who was talking about the advantages Aidan McCarthy has the Clare player who's having a brilliant season about being a lefty and he said he's a lefty and a natural left left hand on top so difficult to mark because you're not used to coming up against it with an uncommon conventional catcher grip wise when he does catch it he'd be like where's he gone with the lad you know his right hand on top he catches it with his left hand and he'll always go to his right with the striking hand with Aiden, he's the option to go in either way and that's a nightmare for fellas to try and close down and went through some of the other players who are lefties right now TJ Reid Connor Whelan Jake Morris Keen Lynch some of the greats Anthony himself yep. and uh, myself and Arthur were trying to figure out the dynamics of it and quickly discovered that neither of us were really quite sure as to what the correct hurling grip was which as you can imagine <laughs> as you can imagine when I was coaching hurling to the uh, under eights down in Jude's last oh year and they were saying alright just make sure everyone has the correct hurling grip there's a good 20 lads there now who may not have the correct hurling grip and it was probably for the betterment of the club that uh, I'm no longer allowed near the young hurlers of South yeah, Dublin it's like a butterfly effect and they wonder why Dublin hurling is struggling right now yeah. a lot of male lads coming in going oh listen it's a voluntary thing this and I'm just helping out it's better than nothing isn't it yeah this explains so much like so much at this stage but it's not for us to know these things it's only for us to sit on and you know natter on about it on the other side of the, the microphone otherwise you know what would we be there's you know not many people have excelled you didn't see Des Cahill playing full forward for Dublin did you or you didn't see you know Michael Lister lining out at cornerback for Galway no these people are true media men I saw Joe Malloy playing centre for Leinster did you but there he is (laughs) (laughs) I came across a book written by Joe Malloy today and it was about 
the birth of Detroit Techno and I was like that's an incredibly <laughs> left field turn wow. from Joe Malloy to be talking about the birth of Detroit Techno um, like fair play to him and go out and support uh, Joe's work as an author but uh, yeah talk about left turns uh, the one thing I found from listening to Anthony Nash talk about it and from uh, reading Anthony Daly is that there's many ways to hold a hurl and that's Really, if you're not holding it in that orthodox fashion, you might well have a massive advantage. You could so, be yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a trendsetter. Uh, this guy is a radical thinker in the way he's uh, bringing hurling to the masses. You've birthed their 20 mavericks. Yeah, that's just what's <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows what they're going to do. <laughs> Where are they going to go? Yeah, I don't know. I like. I, it's funny because the same thing, and I'm not sure. I think Will was saying he's somewhat similar in the chat there. That like, so I'm right-handed for effectually everything. Like everything you do right-handed, but I'd hold a hurl with the left hand. It wouldn't feel at all natural to hold in the right hand. Tennis racket, right hand. Right. Hurl for some reason, left hand. No idea why. And then, but it wouldn't. I don't know what that is, and I don't know why that is, and I don't know when you would have picked that up. Well, Nash was saying he's right-handed, but then also started kicking a football with his left foot, even yeah. though he was naturally right-footed. I was kind of wondering the timeline of that. As well. Maybe they just saying? were confused about whether he was actually right-footed or left-footed, or right-handed and left-handed, and. I don't know. I mean, he said he was on the Cork Miners at that stage. <laughs> he must. He is uh, his golfing hero is Phil Mickelson, and Phil Mickelson is left-handed. But the reason Phil Mickelson is left-handed is that his father, who was his coach and was a very good golfer himself, was right-handed, and he would stand in front of him, copying his swing. So therefore, he would be doing it in the opposite way, which is why he ended up being a lefty. But everything else, he's right-handed. There you go. The body's an amazing thing. Uh, 53106 is the text number if you want to get in touch. Uh, Richie, uh, we start with the news round. Uh, yes, we will indeed. Rory Gallagher says allegations of domestic abuse level at him have previously been investigated and dealt with by the relevant authorities. Earlier this week, a social media post from the Derry football manager's wife, Nicola, detailed a number of alleged incidents of domestic violence. In a statement today, Gallagher said the matter was being handled by his legal team and he will be making no further comment. Uh, we've, we've had no comment here at Off the Ball from Derry GEA, but Ulster CEO Brian McAvoy has stated the provincial body does not condone any form of domestic violence violence this evening while stipulating that they can't comment on the aforementioned case. Yeah, this statement was released earlier today through Rory Gallagher's solicitors and Gallagher said, I have been made aware of a social media post by my estranged wife, Nicola Gallagher, in which she has made a number of very serious allegations against me. Our marriage broke down over four years ago. Those closest to our family are well aware of the reasons for the breakdown of our marriage and the continued issues we have faced since that time. Following long-running court proceedings in family courts in both jurisdictions, I was granted a full residence order in respect of our three young children on February 17, 2023. This outcome was recommended by social services. Allegations against me have been investigated and dealt with by the relevant authorities. Uh, my focus over the past four years has been to protect our children from the ongoing turmoil in our family. I've left this matter in the hands of my legal team and asked for the privacy of our families respected. I'll not be making any further public comment on this matter. As Richie just said, we have reached out to Derry GEA for comment. Uh, we haven't heard back from Derry GEA um, ahead of the Ulster final on Sunday. Uh, but if we do, obviously, we will update that story as the next few days progress. Uh, what else you got for us, Richie? 
Uh, the Parc des Princes in Paris will host the Republic of Ireland's Euro 2024 qualifier away to France on September the 7th. The home of Paris Saint-Germain has been chosen as the Stade de France will be out of commission due to the Rugby World Cup. Le Parc has a capacity of 47,000 compared with the 80,000 of the Stade de France. It was 1980 uh, when Ireland last played there in a 2-0 defeat uh, to Michel Hidalgo's France and a rather frightening team it was then too. Uh, yeah, the speculation was that this would probably be outside of Paris because the night after this is the opening game of the World Cup. So France are playing New Zealand at the Stade de France on the Friday night. Uh, Ireland are playing their opening game then on Saturday afternoon. So a lot of people might be able to make it a nice few days. Nice trip to Paris for the Thursday. Get yourself, is it Nantes or Bordeaux that's first up? I think we're Bordeaux first. Bordeaux and then Nantes, first. Yeah. It's going to be expensive though. Very expensive. <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, yeah good luck trying to get a hotel in Paris Parc de Prince is a nice stadium though was that uh, Northern Ireland Germany there during Euro 2016 oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Yeah. obviously you're a bit away from the ground but it's actually listen anything is better than the Stade de France which is the worst place in the world to go and watch a game of football at night when you're stuck there at one o'clock in the morning champagne problems horrible place I think a lot of people have been to the Stade de France for football matches and I think uh, we have very recent proof uh, with the Champions League final last year that is a terrible place for a football match so uh, Port de France means you still get your trip to Paris and it's a far more comfortable stadium Great we'll have You're that closer to, to the city centre as well aren't you? You are you're very close it's a lot closer to the city yeah. centre Yeah it's like it. You seem upset about the fact that it's going to be in the uh, Port de France oh, no. It's more know. atmospheric there too I like, I'd like, I don't know there's something old school like I remember watching like the rugby internationals at the Parc des Princes it just seems like a more old school uh, fun filled venue rather than the sterile bowl that we've had for the past 25 years 26 years in Saint-Denis we have Europa League and Conference League semi-finals tonight yeah, plenty of them. Jose Mourinho comes up against one of his former players and Xabi Alonso in tonight's Europa League semi-finals. Roma welcome Alonso's Bayer Leverkusen to the Stadio Olimpico for their first leg. Further Italian involvement further north too in the other semi with Juventus at home to Sevilla. In the Conference League semis, West Ham welcome Dutch side AZ to the London Stadium. There's one change for the Hammers from their win over Manchester United with Kurt Zuma restored to their defence. Angelo Ogbonna misses out. Fiorentina play Basel in the other semi-final first leg in the Conference League. West Ham boss David Moyes was asked what he's learned about AZ during the course of his scouting. Uh, I knew something about them. I knew I knew about their uh, the way they're building a the club. They're young players. The the model they follow. Uh, they've got a lot of exciting young players. They're they're following a way of of several clubs are going. You know, maybe a little bit towards the money ball uh, side of yep. things. Uh, signing a lot of young players, which I really like. It's a great model if if it suits your club. And uh, but I've got to say that they've got talented, talented footballers. Their young players are doing exceptionally well. They've just won the UEFA League as well. So uh, at the moment, it looks like they're building, building for the future. But they've also got a very good team at this moment in time as well. Uh, text in from uh, regular contributor Shane Keegan. Just to add to the confusion, be careful not to mix up handed with sided. So he says he's right-handed, i.e., right hand on top but he swings left-sided. So I think that's what I would do if I was ever let near a pitch with a hurl, which I don't think is ever going to happen, thankfully, at this rate. Well, certainly not now. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be left swinging that way. So that right-sided, but left hand on top. 
Exactly. Okay. I don't know. What so is there a co- is there a co- uh, hurling aficionados and Willow Callan's frantically typing? I need to be the number one hurling aficionado. <laughs> uh, is there a commonality <laughs> between the greatest players? And am I making this sound more complicated and uh, interesting than it actually is? I've, I'm just. Yeah. I, I was reading this as there's a massive advantage to playing off your left side. Well, I think the, I mean the greats can do it either way, can't they? Well, it's no bother to them. to be able to hit off both sides. Again, these yeah. are the things I was teaching the nine-year-olds. You know, absolutely no, I know, no. <laughs> now, now I understand why they were struggling. <laughs> They'll reap those benefits in ten years' time. We'll see that playing out, <laughs> yeah. no doubt about it. But I don't know. Yeah, that's. I, oh God, I mean, it's not. Yeah, I don't think any of us are making any sort of miraculous comeback. And, and when you wrote this uh, award-winning book on. Limerick hurling this didn't no come awards now I'm not gonna <laughs> no physical awards uh, did this come up no 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 I'm like an observer you know you don't you don't need to have, be able to do it the camera at Bray against Waterford swung to the Bray goal mouth for four Waterford corner kicks in a row this happened a few weeks ago the glitches aren't gone away L- listen the Carlisle grounds is a unique place um, it, it, the cold can affect you there I'd say that's probably been what's going on there GEA Go should be a free to air terrestrial channel they'd make far more in advertising than subscriptions I, I, I think the fact is they wouldn't make far more in advertising than subscriptions if that was the case no. that's what they would go ahead and do and maybe we'd get the uh, the old uh, mastitis killer uh, commercials back on TV again that's something that we've lost to a generation of GEA viewers w- where were they were they uh, they were all like any time no 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 literally any time you go back to old school RTE GA coverage especially during an All-Ireland final you will have somebody uh, striking a box maybe with their right hand on top <laughs> uh, over I know a fence and it involves killing mange mites mange mites warbles and liver fluke in, in livestock you just don't see those ads anymore during the course of GA so maybe if it is a terrestrial channel uh, we will get the lower end of the advertising spectrum, which might be those kind of products returning to TV. Who knows? Uh, Tommy Walsh liked the uh, Ivo fluke ads he's selling me. There you go. Uh, Joe Cooney was on them. The first endorsement <laughs> deal. <laughs> Didn't know, need no GPA back then, did you? That's, no chance. That's to remember that was because that was the big turning point when the GPA part one came in. And you had like the Club Energize ads and you had stuff like that when it did. It was just that bit more professional in its approach <laughs> rather than the sporadic thing for farming equipment etc I'm going to come across as a, 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 the least rural person <laughs> of all time with all my comments tonight that I literally don't know how to hold a hurl and I also yeah. don't know what Ivo Fluke achieved yeah. it, it, killed, it killed liver fluke in uh, in livestock wow yeah. to the best of my knowledge yeah so you'd have all these you'd have the all ads. these things for medicines and sheep dips and all this kind of stuff that was going on back in the day oh, and listen if Joe Cooney yeah. was endorsing it I was I was all in on it there has when you read that comment about you know why don't they just set up a sports station and put all this on as a free day there's been some amount of nonsense spoken about this across the week oh go on but just oh. the every, every inter-county game championship game should be free to air like where where are they going to show this there's any amount of inter-county games in the championship. Like, we want some. We don't want to watch all of them. I, and in terms of, in terms yeah. of as well, Nathan, in terms what of... What they should do ge- is set up some sort of a service that the people who want to watch them can just pick <laughs> that game to go and watch it. I think what people forget is, in terms of the amount of games that happen at the top level uh, compared to the amount that are televised, the GEA is better served than I think any sport... Um, in this part of the world and I mean probably Northern Europe 
I don't think there's any other sport uh, another other sporting body that would see so many of its top level games and it would include the likes of the under 20s that were on last night in TG Carr and that the amount of games that are covered versus the amount of games that just generally happen at the top level that are on TV is over and above a lot of what we'd see in mm. the UK and in other parts of Northern Europe it, it really really is and I think people kind of lose sight of that because to a degree we have been spoiled over the last while like no one wants to go back to the situation where there's no live football or hurling until the semi-finals of the All-Ireland but similarly we have to realise how far we've come and how much there is actually there on our doorsteps already no, so it's, a, it's a very interesting point that when you look across the rest of the world and their main sports I won't say national sports almost all of them I'm sure have gone behind a paywall we see obviously in the UK it's a very similar situation in Australia in America almost everything now is available in this sort of scenario where it is behind a paywall now there's an argument I think most of them are maybe a lot more easily accessible on your TV screen but we do get to see an awful lot it is the choice of the games some people yeah some people do get to see an awful lot but some people don't I mean I see people as well even the last day say with Sligo Galway right and to an extent Claire and Kerry and there was a thing that there's a foregone conclusion element to that, that mm. it's like, and, and fair both of them went to form and that as a result of that neither of them needed necessarily to be shown on television but you also have you can't like but that's de- incredibly insulting to Sligo well there is that like, if it was Mayo it. against Galway nobody would have questioned whether that game should have been on the TV no of course but that's that's kind of the point I'm trying to make Like, it, but Mayo Galway would always be on the TV mm. But Sligo, for instance, and I appreciate I'm speaking with some bias from that, will not always get on the TV. So there's a kind of thing we talk about, the thing that oh, you, <clears throat> we see an awful lot or we see a thing. The teams that do well or the teams that are well, kind of have the greatest, say, supporter, num- number of supporters behind them, you'll see them a lot. But the majority of counties you do not see a lot and you do not see at all because, like, granted, there's a kind of a limited interest, say, in them. But, like, again, kind of this thing like that, Don Logan, Jackie Terrell were talking about the last weekend. There's a limited interest in the Talshin Cup, say, but mm-hmm. it'll be shown. And for some people, that's really a throw. Well, that much of it is going to be shown. The odd show the semi finals in the final. Fair enough. That's not much, though. But it's, it's, only a, it's only a last round, it's a round of 16 type tournament, like yeah. on. It's not like I, I appreciate what you're saying, but my point to the matter, it, coming back to this matter, is we're saying that you can't show everything. Fine, you can't show everything. But, and you can kind of happily say that there's a lot shown but that's because the county you're interested in will be shown well Mayo Kerry isn't being shown it's not being shown but like it, that's in these abnormal scenarios we're in now where the GA go has come in as a player to it but in a regular year that game's on television no shadow of a doubt I'd say there's not a big Mayo game that if you hadn't been able to go you wouldn't be able to watch on television in the last 10 years damn right that's, but you know what I mean like so it's not like it's not it's not like but that's isn't that like then you're getting into a whole other conversation uh, the root of the problem for the GEA that uh, you can't dream of winning an All-Ireland now I, I, I don't come back at me with the irony of me as a Mayo man dreaming no, of no, winning an All-Ireland no, yeah well like, playing an All-Ireland <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> no but you can't but like you are then to a degree like look look we'll be practical about it I know there's not going to be a kind of an almost an ESPN type channel there where it's just going to be games on after mm. games after games that'll never happen because it isn't practical who will pay for it like it's not certainly not free to air it's impossible well it is going to be practical because I would imagine over the course of this deal by the end of this deal Go will be on everybody's smart TV and it will be the exact same as subscribing to Netflix or anywhere else and you will pay for it and you will be able to watch every game yeah, well, like, that's great then. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. That's fantastic. Mm. Well, that's why I think the bigger question was actually the one that they are going to have to answer questions about, which is the relationship 
of the well, yeah, deal yeah. between RTE and the GAA. I, you know, I do think that if you're picking your next 15 games, you would think that Limerick Clare would be in that, Mayo Kerry would be in that. But if you're to make a success of a profitable commercial success of GAA goal this year, you need to put these behind a paywall. It's to a drive tough one, subscribers, it's but like because you definitely are without a shadow of a doubt you are boxing people off and I don't mean necessarily from the price wise I don't really argue I don't really have an argument with that like there's there's, they are going to be prohibitive to certain people but for the majority of people that's it's it's a, it's it's affordable but the, the, what you're talking about the degree to which it's going to be difficult to access for a range of people or even from the broadband no, point but you're view. losing the, the biggest issue with whenever you go behind a paywall and this is a far greater paywall I would argue than Sky was because Sky has a large enough existing subscriber base and every pub has Sky available to watch is that I will subscribe to Kerry Against Mayo but I'm not subscribing to Claire Waterford this weekend because there's so much other live sport available on the things I already subscribe to I'll, I'm happy enough with that but if Claire Waterford was on I'd probably tune in. Yeah. So, just passes me by. I suppose that's that's just that's, the that's sport. That's sport in general. Yeah. That like you only have to look at the participation rates and stuff like that in cricket over in the UK since it went behind a paywall after the Ashes in two thousand and five. Like you don't it, see many so young lads driving Formula One cars these <laughs> days, do you? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> well, up around my area. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, like I, like it did that happens and that kind of ghettoizing of of sport behind paywalls has been going on for, for 30 years since the Premier League and the Premier League through sheer dint of force of personality and the amount of money behind it is able to rise above whatever wall it happens to be behind but there are other sports definitely that have suffered and for all the talk of um, Drive to Survives and the increased um, you know presence of Formula 1 say like it's nowhere near where it was in terms of availability mm. and visibility when it was on BBC One and even laterally uh, ITV and Channel 4 like it's just it's just a fact Ah, lads, hypocrisy abounds with GA Go. If Leitrim were playing Sligo on GA Go behind a paywall, there's no issue. But when the GA Royalty are behind a paywall, all hell breaks loose, which I think is sort of reflective of what you're saying. But the problem is, as much as we might like, like, as much as we don't want to admit it, there is a national interest in Mayo against Kerry and Limerick against Clare that isn't there for Leitrim against Sligo. Yeah. So. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, you're fine. not going to put Leitrim against Sligo on free to air for the whole country to see. You're not, but like, uh, yeah, fine. But like, I, I don't know. About that. There's not national interest in a. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, it's very hard to argue <laughs> oh, that point. He's it's, broken. He's like, it's, it's night true. four. I'm done. <laughs> it's true. It is true. There are things like that you'll put on, and more people will than not who have an interest in sport will watch them. I don't know if that necessarily is still a just argument that what's po- most popular gets the most airtime and that's it because I don't I don't think that system helps every it doesn't help anybody you look at the League of Ireland by comparison no one watched it oh no one cares about it don't put it on TV you put it on TV now and as Dan was saying on the football show that there's going to be what a, after this weekend a game everything for the next two months or something mm. that's going to have an effect no shadow of a doubt that will enter your mind more often than not if you see it there every Friday or Saturday when you're coming just flicking through the channels so I don't know if, if if just going well what's most popular will go on and forget the rest I I don't know I don't know sport obviously it is completely partisan so it depends on what you're interested in watching you're not going to you know but 
I don't see that changing so there's really no point getting too upset about it <laughs> a couple more stories Richie uh, yeah there's a semi-final lineup in the Electric Ireland Munster Minor Football Championship will be settled tonight there are 7 o'clock throw-ins in both of these games Cork as they approach half time a Porky Cueve lead Kerry by 1-8 to 7 points and in the other game tonight which is the uh, Phase 1 final uh, Limerick are 6 points to 3 up against Tipperary as I say both of those games approaching half time uh, Dave Carney today confirmed he's leaving Leinster at the end of this season the 33 year old was given his provincial debut by Michael Checa on the final day of the season in 2009 and was part of the side that dismantled the Celsius Sharks just last weekend. Kearney has earned 185 Leinster caps to date, scoring 55 tries along the way. He played every minute of Ireland's Six Nations campaign and a winning one too in 2014. The winger has been linked with a move to Chicago Hounds in American Major League Rugby. Any message from Joe Biden? Uh, nothing just yet. Uh, although I'd imagine he'll probably you know have one for him when he does when him and Adam Byrne seemingly arrive in uh, in Chicago Shane Dowling right handed right hand on top strikes off the left side penalty against Cork a good example should have had that in your book yeah, the penalty is in there there's a great story in did, that you, you did go on there's a great story so you Paul, can't buy the book at the moment is it back is oh you can buy it, it you can buy it on Amazon buy it on Amazon okay. it's there <laughs> thought you'd be totally against buying it on Amazon oh, it's just to want to sell the book I don't care where you buy it buy it on Amazon it's there oh okay uh, it's great. Paul Brown was injured that year, but he was still on the sideline. I think he'd, I don't know if he'd done his ACL or whatever he'd done, but it was out for the year. And there was a great part where he was on the pitch in that penalty an extra time, and he was stood out beside. He was bringing water out or whatever, and he was stood out beside Declan Hannan and kind of asked him what's going to happen here with Dowling about to take the penalty. And Mike Casey, who was obviously in the piercing as well, like thing was just stood behind him, and he just goes uh, something like top corner kid and it's just Dowling boom, boom top corner and it's just like it was just incredible you just couldn't believe it plays erupts greatest day so far for Limerick that run alright there we go Richie thank you as ever nice and lads